0: Coming up on Studios America, whenever I get phone alerts that the name Glenn Beck has been mentioned in the media, I get a little nervous, not because I think he'll be wrong about whatever it is, but because our mainstream media is demonstrably terrible and made up of liars. We'll talk to Glenn about his latest controversy. And Donald Trump has officially called for an end to violence and a peaceful transition to power. Surely that means the leftist social media platforms are going to stop banning him, right? <laughs> I know that's going to happen. Uh, we'll ask YouTube about it, I'm sure. Uh, once again, there has never been a more important time to support conservative voices. Without your help, we may not exist at all before too long. So do your part. Consider a subscription to Blaze TV. Just head to slash stew. Enter the promo code stew because that's how they know you like this stupid show. And for a limited time, you're going to save 30 bucks off your subscription. Or if finances are tight, just watch us for free. We appreciate your support immensely. You can catch us on YouTube, Facebook, Podcast and more. Just head to look for the links and of course don't forget to like and subscribe to everything you can. Luckily there's nothing more important going on in our country right now so our government can focus on impeaching Donald Trump for a second time before he leaves office in like a week. So let's waste our time and our lives together and do the second impeachment.
1: Stew does America.
0: Here we are again getting together on another impeachment. I know you're as excited as I am. Get to watch a little C-SPAN today. Get to watch those vote counts uh, churn up. Oh, it's a lot of fun. I mean, at some point, they need to make this interesting, don't they? They need to come up with some at least cool graphics to show the votes going up. Make the, maybe, I mean, you saw uh, maybe this past weekend Nickelodeon cover the NFL game. Maybe they should make green slime come on every time someone votes for impeachment. Something like that. We can work with this, and I think there's a solution there that Nickelodeon can do. Because honestly, it is kind of a kid's show. It's a little bit of a kid's show. If you watch the speeches, not a lot of substance really going on there, frankly. And then each, they get 30 seconds to say something, and in between each one they say, uh, would you like to do another uh, 30 seconds? Oh, uh, I'm going to yield my time. Okay, they're yielding their time. They're going to suspend. Uh, it's just constant rules, and they keep repeating themselves. It really is agonizing. Uh, frankly, to watch, but that's where we are today. Let me give you the rundown here. Uh, Final vote, by the way, 232 Democrats uh, and Republicans have voted for the uh, impeachment of Donald Trump. That's made up of 222 out of 222 Democrats. I know you're shocked to hear that. They got 100% of them. Not one said, you know what? I don't like Donald Trump. Maybe didn't like the things he did, but I don't think this rises to the level of impeachment. There wasn't one. Again, not one. Not even one. Kind of shocking. Uh, But there were some uh, Republicans that did cross the aisle. Now, there were people who voted to overturn the election results uh, or at least add the extra 10 days of inquiry or whatever they wanted to do when they took the vote on the 6th, the thing they were working on um, going through as uh, the actual Capitol siege thing happened. Um, And of uh, the 140 or so uh, House members who voted to overturn the votes. There was only one that uh, voted for impeachment. There were 73 Republicans who voted not to overturn uh, the voting results earlier. In that group, nine Republicans uh, voted to impeach Donald Trump. So a total of 10, uh, a little bit less than they were predicting last night. It's kind of numbers fluctuates a a little bit and people get scared. They bail out. They come back in. You know, how this stuff works. Total of 10, 232 total uh, votes. Now, Um, Let me give you the 10 Republicans overall, just so you are aware of them. Liz Cheney from Wyoming. She announced her opposition last night. Tom Rice from South Carolina. Peter Meyer. He's been, I think, 10 days he's been in Congress. And he's, he's, I think, I guess, probably is one of his first votes here, uh, if not his first vote, uh, voting to impeach Donald Trump as a Republican. He took over Justin Amash's district. John Kotko, uh, Jamie Herrera-Butler, Fred Upton, David Valadeo, Dan Newhouse, Uh, Anthony Gonzalez, former wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts, and Adam Kitzinger from uh, Illinois, who's been a frequent uh, Trump critic. So no massive surprises there. Uh, We kind of uh, learned a little bit. Not a huge showing, not a hugely bipartisan movement here, but it does move on now to the next steps. And we'll get into what those are coming up in a minute. Um, It's interesting to kind of see from a uh, we take a little step back here from the actual vote and you think about. Well, why would you vote for this? And maybe, maybe not. I mean, because there was a look, there was a lot of stuff that went on on the January 6th. And I could see how there'd be differing opinions on this stuff. But there's a lot of problems with trying to impeach somebody a week before they leave, leave office. It's it's really it's, it's a complicated thing to think through, because frankly, even if someone does something really horrible, pragmatically, they're leaving anyway in seven days. So what is the point of all of this? Is it just the spectacle? Is it just the statement by the Democrats? Um, Because we kind of know that pragmatically, this is not going to lead to much of anything. An impeachment happens. They get to say that Donald Trump was the first president to ever be impeached twice. And they kind of use that cudgel against the Republicans for a long time. I guess there's that from the Democratic side. Um, You know, in the Senate, by the time even if he was convicted, it would be past the time that he was already out of office. So you could do things like prevent him from um, uh, holding office in the future. You can take away his pension. You can do some of these things, but, I mean, they're not hugely significant uh, to the country. I guess it would be a big change if he was to not being able to uh, run. However, you can do that through a law. You don't even need to do uh, an impeachment for that to happen. Um, so the time is really interesting. I mean, the guy's leaving anyway, and pragmatically you just wonder if there's any purpose to this. And the time is also too short. I mean, it, 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 you could tell by the way it was done. The impeachment hearings started today. I mean, they did a couple, maybe an hour or so, two hours of debate. And all of a sudden they're voting. And we know how this process works. That's not it, right? This is a, uh, a, a truncated process. And it's such a massive way. It's a real step outside of what we normally do in this country. And I think that's one of the biggest things. The, the full process was not followed. And I think that sets some bad precedents for the future. Precedents, precedent is a big thing here. You eat, let's just say for a second, you think, okay, Donald Trump absolutely should be impeached for what happened on January 6th. A lot of people believe that, you know, it's a, a good chunk of the country believes that. Well, okay, you're looking at that. You're saying, even if I believe that, do I want to set a precedent that when we're in the, in the kind of a, the moment of panic after a big incident, that we just are going to be impeaching Uh, presidents without even really looking at all the information I mean we we don't don't have it collected yet there's still tons of videos that were shot at the scene that we haven't even located I get that we have a general concept of what happened there and you can kind of believe or not believe Uh, Donald Trump was particularly responsible for it but it is one of those things where you have to step back and say wait a minute are we thinking this thing through? Because what is the precedent we're setting for three, four administrations from now when so- when something happens and enough people get upset? Are we just going to wind up impeaching each other constantly? I do think that's the road we're on right now, frankly. I mean, I will be surprised if... Joe Biden, you know, certainly, uh, you know, he's he hasn't given up, hasn't gone home to the old folks home in year like three. And the Republicans get the House back. They're probably going to impeach Joe Biden. I mean, that's probably what this is going to be. Every time the House is in the opposition party, they're probably going to impeach. And that's not a healthy thing for the country. It doesn't make any sense. These things seem vindictive to a lot of people. Um, Also, uh, let's see. There was a lot of arguments made by Republicans as we went through this, and they were, some of them were pretty interesting. Um, in that, the concept is here: Donald Trump is standing in front of this big, big uh, audience, and he says, "Hey, go down to the Capitol. Uh, you know, make sure you go after them. Uh, you know, if they're good people, we can cheer them on. If not, they might be bad people. So, uh, you know, go over there and we'll do something else. But make sure you fight, fight like hell." get down there and get the job done. I don't have all the quotes, but you remember this speech. Well, all that happened after the violence had already started. And that is something pretty crucial that has been left out from a lot of the media coverage. Donald Trump was still speaking when this coverage started. Um, Really no way for people who were at the speech to hear that and then get all the way to the Capitol before the violence started. Also, the FBI has seen uh, several signs that this was coming. Uh, they have, uh, uh, you know, some intelligence that this was sort of pre-planned. And can you can you uh, accuse Donald Trump of inciting with his speech these riots when they were already pre-planned and they were going on before his speech even? even these lines in his speech even occurred. Uh, you can look at it that way. You can go the other way and say. Uh, well, it's not about this one speech. It's about months and months and months of telling people that the election was stolen. And, of course, they're all fired up. And then he gets everybody there and he says in advance it's going to be wild and people are there and they get out of control. Uh, but if you're talking about the speech, it's tough and it was pre-planned, and we have evidence of that. How do you how do you go that direction? Another part here is should there be another option? Should there be instead of impeachment, maybe a censure option where people could, you know, that that's basically like, you know, it was like. Like a little slap, little slap on the wrist. That's it. Um, uh, Just to be able to express that we didn't really like the way this was handled, uh, you know, that is something that would make sense, I think, for a lot of Republicans, and a lot of them would get on board for something like that. The Democrats, my theory here is this. The Democrats don't want Republican votes for this. They try to make it as difficult as possible Uh, for Republicans to vote for this because in reality, they'd rather have the ability to go later on and say, gosh, I mean, even after they invaded the Capitol, these Republicans wouldn't come aboard. They can run ads on this for a long time. It would be easy if Republicans sort of just agreed and then just say, well, we don't like Donald Trump uh, and and it would be difficult for Democrats to show that separation. They like the idea that now they can kind of use this against uh, people in future races, and they will do that. Um, there's also sort of the technicality part of this, and Chip Roy kind of made this this point a little bit. Um, he voted against the impeachment. Um, and, but he he was pretty clear that he did not like what happened the other day. He said the president of the United States deserves universal condemnation for it was clearly, in my opinion, impeachable conduct. It was foreseeable and reckless to serve a false belief leading to violence and rioting. Uh, loyal supporters whipped into a frenzy. But he said the actual clause from the Democrats, uh, the actual article of impeachment, was flawed and unsupportable. Um, If the House approves the articles as written, the language will be used to target members of this body under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. It will be used to suggest any statements will be uh, will uh, be subject to review by our colleagues and send us down a perilous path of cleansing political speech in the public square. You know, his point is a good one here. As you've seen, one of the comebacks for Republicans when people criticize what Trump said is, well, what about when Nancy Pelosi said, we, we should have more uprisings in this country. Or what about when Maxine Waters said, whenever you see someone in the Trump administration, you should surround them and yell at them and all that? There are hundreds of examples of Democrats saying and doing things that were much worse than what was in that speech. And if you pass, uh, if you make the standard, you impeach someone who says something that could be sort of incitement, to some, but to many others, and the 99% of people who were there, yeah, we're going to fight. You got it. You know, we're cheering you on, Don. We're going to fight for it. We got to fight for our country back. People who are serious about the cause, but not literally hearing, uh, well, I got to get down there and get to get inside the Capitol and start wrecking things. That is the type of speech. It's a very dangerous path to go down, and it's a First Amendment issue. So instead of just saying, like, hey, we want to impeach Donald Trump because he did bad things and he was a bad leader in a crucial time, they went down this road to try to go after speech. It's not a surprise to me. Chip Roy caught that and voted no on that particular uh, on, on the particular uh, impeachment. But, I mean, I think he'd be a yes for a censure vote. And we'll see how that goes. And if that comes uh, you know, later on in this process, um, you know, there's this argument, too, that, you know, D- Donald Trump didn't incite these people. He didn't he didn't make uh, bad things happen that day. It's important to understand, of course, and I'm sure Donald Trump knows this and everybody in the, in the Capitol knows this. Donald Trump's job is not to avoid inciting people. OK, Donald Trump's job is not to uh, when you look at Donald Trump, you say, hey, did he, he didn't hurt the situation. He didn't make it worse. He didn't incite. OK, well, his job, though, is to. not to hurt it's to help he's supposed to be protecting and defending the Constitution and if you look at his entire process over the over the past couple months it's hard to argue that he helped this situation his job is to protect and defend the Constitution and given that this is a constitutional process there are lines there that a lot of people feel uncomfortable with and I look I've said this before I think his his tweets uh, were not good Uh, particularly the six o'clock one where he was like ah. Yeah, this is what happens when you when you steal elections. Remember this day forever. Uh, not a good idea. The Mike Pence stuff while, you know, the, the he's saying like Mike Pence is a coward, uh, you know, in the middle of, of this. I don't think any of that stuff was good. And I will say this. There's reporting that he did not send the National Guard uh, when he was asked. It's reporting. And I am smart enough to know that many times the reporting is B.S. However, if this was confirmed, I would be. For impeachment. If he didn't, if he saw that crap going on and didn't send the National Guard, if that's actually true, I think a lot of people would be for it. But the point is, it's not pragmatically important. It's over. This whole thing is over. He's leaving in just a few days. So what does happen uh, a few days from now? Well, in theory, now the House can send over the articles of impeachment to uh, the Senate and the Senate uh, could try Donald Trump and try to remove him. They don't even come in back into session until the 19th, Donald Trump leaves on the 20th. So they're not gonna try to remove him. There's really no, no way that's gonna happen. Um, unless something else happens, unless there's another event that goes on in the meantime. Stepping back from that for a second, um, uh, you look at this and you say, what can happen? Well, they can hold on to these articles of impeachment and wait until the Democrats take over. They could do a trial in you know, a few months once more information is in and they have a full case that they think they can prove. Uh, if they do that, again, Trump's already out of office, but they can pull away his pension. They can pull away his ability to run again in the future, which is on, uh, on the table. And I will say, too, we keep talking about uh, what could happen pragmatically. One of the things here is that e- the FBI is even saying if there is an impeachment, which there now has been, if there were to be a removal, it could really inflame the same people who did this last time. Now, we don't answer to terrorists, obviously, but when there's no real effect here, other than just saying Donald Trump's bad, orange man bad, we've impeached him again, we did it. Other than that, there's no real effect of any of this. It's a charade. So if, you, if it's just a charade, if it's just uh, you know, a, you know, a bunch of people kind of signaling that they didn't like this event, is that worth the risk of inflaming these groups even more? It's part of the equation. We will get into that in a little bit more here in uh, just a couple of minutes. Um, we appreciate you hanging out here. Make sure you subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com stew. Promo code is stew. Save 30 bucks off your subscription. We do appreciate you doing that. As you know, they're cracking down on conservative media. But conservative media can survive with your help. BlazeTV.com stew. Promo code is stew for 30 bucks off. Back in a second. So you're trying to buy or sell a home. If you're doing that in the middle of the COVID thing, in the middle of, uh, you know, strife in the streets, all the crazy stuff that's going on all the time, you're going to need a really good real estate agent. Realestateagentsitrust.com is the place to go. If you need the house painted, they can tell you who to talk to. If you need to replace the stairs, they got a guy. They always have a guy. That's their thing. They got a guy. That's their deal realestateagentsitrust.com is run by one Glenn Beck, who we're going to be talking to here in just a moment. Um, You can be rest assured that you're going to be in the hands of the most capable people in the industry who will see your transaction through to the very end. The name says it all, realestateagentsitrust.com. Get more information at realestateagentsitrust.com. Whether you want to buy a home, whether you want to sell a home, whether you're a real estate agent, maybe you can get involved in this program. you got to be good, though. If you suck, they're not going to take you. realestateagentsitrust.com. Now I'm joined by noted moron, and anti-Semite, <laughs> Glenn Beck. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I read about it on the internet. Yeah, yesterday. I've had
1: the anti-Semite thing, but I've never actually had anybody call me a moron. Congratulations. To my face as an intro, and I love it. Thank you. <laughs> no, it's no Thank
0: problem. Um, <laughs> this so was Let's your, toast to that. Oh, yeah, we, yes, please. If we, if we, if we can. Andrew is awful. Let's see. I don't know where that goes. Look this way. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Andrew Cuomo is awful. Chris, Chris Cuomo is course, worse. And I believe that to be true. Yeah, it's... It's tough. It's tough to say that. Don Lemon
1: is worser. Worse. And I will collect the whole set.
0: <laughs> we really should have I a whole will, set of yeah, these. I like the have Set yeah. like a six pack. I'll yeah, just keep coming yeah, up with yeah. those. You yeah. I like this. This is great. All right, we, you've stay already, focused, man. You've already paid for your performance. Yeah. <laughs> <or> your <appearance laughs> Anti-Semitism. Uh, go ahead. Okay, so uh, mm-hmm. I read on the internet yesterday, you're a big anti-Semite, big. big moron. Yeah. Uh, why? Because you went on Tucker Carlson. Uh, last night, um, mm-hmm. we actually have, I believe, a clip. Do we have the clip ready? Ooh, uh, like clips, Glennon Tucker. It's like a, I, you put can't a movie out. have
1: freedom of speech if you can't have if you can't express yourself in a meaningful place. It, this is this is like the Germans with the Jews behind the wall. They would put them in the ghetto. Well, this is the digital ghetto. You you can talk all you want, Jews. You do whatever you want behind the wall. Well, that's not meaningful. And that's where we are. That's where millions of Americans will be. And again, it's not to compare it to the Germans. It is not to uh, do anything but warn. If you don't stand up for free speech, you will be the one that loses it as well. <laughs> okay. Can you, put the, can you put that back on the screen? Because mm-hmm. I think there's a couple of things that need to be pointed out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, first of all, I think, can you, put the, can you put that back up on the screen? Mm-hmm. Um, Take a second. I, uh, no yeah. A, wow, I don't look healthy, uh, <laughs> especially next to Tucker. Uh, I mean, he looks like he's, you know, just got out of, you know, the pool in, yeah, a nice in Monte Carlo yeah, or something. Does, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Look at my color. <laughs> Holy cow.
0: It's, a, uh, it's reddish. You're a little yeah, reddish little there. a little pink.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, uh, also, people were making fun of the, they said, my outfit uh, didn't make any sense. And I'm th- I'm just looking to check in and I'm like, well, you want to see an outfit that doesn't make sense. I mean, just try this one. Yeah, <laughs> You know what I mean? This one doesn't make sense. That one's actually pretty normal for me. Um, and the other is, uh, now that's the wrong frame. You just go ahead and play this here. this clip a little bit. Just to leave you the sound off. Now watch when I start talking. Tucker, I think that's just a card. I think that's just a, a picture of him because he doesn't move. <laughs> and that way he just doesn't have to... You know, he do, he only does like ten minutes of his show. They're like, here's Glenn Beck. <laughs> they talk and they just go to a card of him. This is not like exactly that.
0: where I thought we were gonna go yeah, here, okay, but like yeah. I like the cause there is this thing that Tucker does, which is like perplexed face, like kind of like I'm really thinking about this yeah. face. Mm-hmm. And I noticed, and I <laughs> I don't know if you pick this up, he's as you're discussing this at the beginning, he's giving you the Tucker nod. Yes. And then you say ghetto. He goes, yeah, he's like. It's a straight I'm not no reaction to the card. (laughs) Well, because it it, look it's it's you can understand right why people who don't know anything about this would hear the word digital ghetto and say this guy's comparing what's happening to people on parlor to the Nazis. If you have no understanding of this whatsoever, you can understand how people might react like that.
1: Nah, no. you really have to be a moron uh, to not understand it. Uh, you just have to not be a deep thinker or somebody who just is not paying attention. Or s- someone who's out
0: to try to put you in the yeah. least positive light yeah. possible.
1: Um, this, this term uh, came from Edwin Black. He said that a, um, uh, the digital ghetto, I think he called it the algorithmic ghetto. He has called it a digital ghetto mm-hmm. as well. The reason why it's so important to quote him, we had him on yesterday and again on today's radio show you can hear on podcast. Um, He's one of the world's leading scholars on um, eugenics, the Holocaust and extermination, okay? He has dedicated his whole life for a reason. His mom escaped from the train cars in Treblinka and his dad, you know, when they line up everybody at the pit and then shoot them, Uh, Apparently, he survived and escaped the death pit. uh, And they both, unbeknownst to each other, lived in the forest for two years until they were freed in Poland. So, you know, he's not an anti-Semite. He's also been nominated for a Pulitzer Prize 11 times.
0: Um, You know, he's a deep, deep scholar, a serious historian that was, you know, people have talked about for this. He's not new to the scene. He's not like some conservative, uh, you know, firebrand. And you you uh, say and have said
1: several times when you come to a fork in a road and that fork is, hey, uh, we should sort people. We should (laughs) make sure they can't uh, buy anything, can't work, can't do things um, and put them in some sort of a camp ghetto area. Right. Separate from the rest of the community. Mm Hmm. Hmm. I have a choice of doing that or not doing that. Well, I know Nazis did that. I can't think of anybody who I (laughs) like did that did that. (laughs) I think I'm going to take this road. Yeah. Doesn't mean it. Ends in Naziville, but it means you have a choice to steer away from it or go towards it. I I I steer away from it. Yeah, I mean it's
0: important to notice the first couple of steps down the road that leads to Naziville. Right, right. Like, and by the way, Naziville is
1: the place (laughs) where all the Jews went, and they live a happy, happy life. Mm, Yeah,
0: that's what the. By the way, that's sarcasm. That's what the Nazis said they were doing with the Jews. So. It's it's tough because I can understand if you don't know Edwin Black, maybe you think you know you you think Glenn Beck you don't like Glenn Beck you're going to throw these things out there. But like, do you is they, there they, a moment because mom- they, they don't ever assume that I've read, yeah, well,
1: researched, or studied anything?
0: I mean, can we go back to the time that you were named the 100th most per- important person in the world of art? Yeah, oh yeah. If you remember, what that was based on was you talking about the, sim- the symbolism of a lot of the art in Rockefeller Center. Yeah, and you did this big monologue on it, and you talked about all of that, and immediately the media attacked you and said, this guy's an idiot. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And then you pulled out the book. Like, I think it was from, it was being sold at Rockefeller Center.
1: Oh, yeah. No, it it is the authoritative book on art of Rockefeller Center. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, they were like, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Maybe he should read a book. It's the, the book. The book. On the art of
0: Rockefeller Center. So they don't like you. They assume, right, mm-hmm. you're uh, just making and stuff up never, and making Nazi analogies. And then they never apologize. And they're never going to apologize. But my question is, mm. is there, do you believe, is there a moment, right, a quiet moment at home where, you know, Jake Tapper was kind of the one we talked about the most, but he was not alone by any means. Oh, no, Tons no, no, of no. people attacked him. No, the,
1: the um, what is it, the American Holocaust or Jewish Holocaust, whatever, they and some, some yeah, and Edwin Black said, I've given
0: the speech with some of these people in the room. Right. 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 He gave the speech where he talked about the digital ghetto uh, for the uh, official state commemoration of the Holocaust for the state of Michigan. Yeah. Um, but like, is there a moment where they say, gosh, I. I blew that one like I I should have known that this digital ghetto thing comes from a historian. I didn't know it. I accused now a guy in public of something terrible and I was wrong. Should I correct myself? Do I forget correcting yourself publicly? Do you do you think about it? Is, Is there any lesson learned for these guys? No, because there's no pain for these guys. Mm. There's never any pain that
1: they feel. They are isolated in their own little ivory tower, surrounded by people who think exactly the same thing. They don't hear anything and take it seriously because no one in their circle says anything. And by the way, it's just crazy Glenn Beck anyway. That, that, that's the problem. Yeah. The, you only learn. This is why I was against the bailout of the banks, um, you know, One of the reasons, Uh, one of the reasons was because you are going to have a banking system that will continue to do the same bad things. They will never be able to heal because they didn't have to pay for the pain that they caused. They didn't they didn't Mm. they didn't feel the pain themselves. And unless you feel the pain yourself and have a few scars from the battle, you're you're weak. You're you. You have a weak argument because You've never been pushed up against the wall. And until you feel the pain to where you have to soul search, as every conservative has and said, well, wait a minute. Am I surrounded by bigots? Am am I? I mean, is this white supremacy? Is this white privilege? What is this? Because we're challenged every day.
0: Yeah. And I think I do see that from conservatives through what we're going through now. Right. Like, I think a lot of people looked at um, I look, I, I could say this personally, and I've talked about this on the air a little bit, but like I heard everything about how Trump, all this Trump crowd is going to be violent 900,000 times from the media and 900,000 times in a row. It wasn't true. Mm-hmm. And then in the 900,000 first time, it was true because we lost our discipline. And I speak specifically
1: of the organizers of that rally. Mm. If, if people don't understand because they haven't taken the time to do the research. They haven't talked to behavioral scientists or read about behavioral scientists. Um, They haven't read simple things like ordinary men, research of what happens to people in these kinds of situations. Um, And so they don't, they just don't know what they're doing. There was an easy way to make sure that that was a very powerful statement and they didn't take any of it. And it's not because I think that they had ill will. Some people in the crowd did. I'm talking about the organizers. Mm. I don't think they had ill will. I don't think they were right. like, let's let's blow up the Capitol or whatever. Yeah. Um, they just didn't.
0: They don't think They'd, about these things. They don't take them seriously. And I think, you know, we've talked about this, too. Like, there's, a, there's some level of being lulled to as, asleep by 900,000 times in a row where yeah. you don't need to say that. Yeah. But it, what I find interesting, and you know, look, Blaze TV obviously has a big audience that follow a lot of different hosts now. But going for the people who've been here for a long time, going back to the originations of Blaze TV and before that with the radio show, people are going to remember you making a very big deal about this over and over and over again, from restoring honor uh, to uh, to um, uh, Birmingham. I remember you making a big deal about this, restoring love, restoring love, making sure that people are nonviolent and, and focusing on that. Not because it seemed like it was about to happen at that moment, but because it needed to be something that was part of your nature. Right. Well, it, part you, of Yes.
1: Practiced. yes. Uh, part of it is. I mean, Stu, I've talked about this before that. I'm not smart enough to see all the things that were coming, you know what I mean? Um, look how many times that we've been right. It, it, when I'm right, it's not me, <laughs> mm-hmm. okay? When I'm wrong, most likely me. <laughs> uh, or timing, mm-hmm. and I'm bad at timing because it's a flat wall. So when I first started talking about this in 08, it felt like it was right on top of us. As I have matured in my thinking, etc., I realized, no, no, no. I, God has a different time than I have. And he's just like, here it is. This is what it looks like. Mm -hmm. That's what I saw. But it's now here. Now is here. So I was preparing for a time that I thought was coming faster. But all of that stuff is so critically important right
0: now, right now and it's probably a good chunk of the reason why, you know, whatever it was, 97% of the people at that, you know, rally did not turn into rioters. A lot of people were practiced in that and were totally fine at that rally yeah. and that is important to talk about. If you go to Glebeck.com, you can see by the way a big collection of all of the times that Glenn has talked about this and I think I mean, look, I think you're proven to be right after all of this time. Uh, at the time, I was like, what the heck is he talking about us? Everybody. A- Everybody did. Everybody did. Um, uh, so uh, you go to glenbeck.com, you can see all that stuff laid out, as well as the stuff from Edwin Black that is there as well. Tonight, however, you have a special. And you're kind of doing it's interesting because you think back to 2009, 2008, 2009. We were very focused on who was coming into the administration for Barack Obama and found a lot of crazy stuff. Joe Biden's getting a pass on this from almost everybody. Yeah, you're making sure that doesn't happen tonight. Yeah, we have to. There are two fronts we have to fight on. One is the political front
1: and one is the spiritual front. And I need to lean harder on the spiritual front, quite honestly, because peace and nonviolence is so important. But tonight is the only time I think anyone yet has really looked at the incoming um, puzzle and the pieces that he has put in his cabinet and all around him. And I ask you to spend an hour and really watch this. It's it, You'll hear a lot of names and places and things, and it won't all come together until the end. When I put it all together in the end, you'll be like, oh my. Mm. Uh, and it is the most powerful in tech, the most powerful in finance, uh, and
0: the most... Powerful, I believe, in corruption as well. Mm. Now, we're going to need to know these names, and everyone needs to get a kind of a basis on this. Just starts tonight. Glenn Beck new special airs right after this program, 9 p.m. Eastern. It's Biden's cabinet secrets, a crony cabal. Take advantage of our special deal going on right now, and watch the special on Blaze TV. Just go to blaze tv.com stu Enter the promo code STU because that's how they know you like this stupid show, and can watch all of Glenn's stupid shows as well. Take 30 bucks off your subscription. And price. I want you to know that if you think I'm bad or whatever no matter what you're talking no about whatever what Chris it is colmo is always worse right there <laughs> back in a second so donald trump has publicly called for no violence and a peaceful transition uh, he released a report he says uh, it says uh, in light of uh, reports of more demonstration i urge That there will be no violence, no lawbreaking, no vandalism of any kind. That is not what I stand for. It is not what America stands for. I call on all Americans to help ease tensions and calm tempers. Thank you. Uh, That would have been a great speech to do or, you know, tweet right at that time. Um, This is, I mean, his statements have got progressively better, I think, uh, in the middle of this. Of course, that's not enough to stop YouTube, which you may be watching this on right now. Suspending Donald Trump's channel Uh, now gone Uh, at least seven days. uh, The Donald Trump YouTube channel is gone. I keep coming back to this. It's like Donald Trump's the president of the United States. He can just walk outside and start talking to any camera and it will be on every news network. He doesn't need Twitter. He doesn't need YouTube. He can do kind of whatever he wants. He also could just post this on his own websites. Uh, I don't know if he just like just I think he's thinking to himself. What good can come out of this at this point? Uh, you know, I've got a, few, I got a week left. I mean, when I have a week left of, like, work before Christmas, vacation, I barely even think about what I'm going to talk about on the air. I mean, I barely even show up. So if I were him, I'd be taking it easy. I'd have my feet up. I'd be, uh, I don't know, pardoning some people that I liked. And then I'd be out of here. Um, We'll see. Is he going to pardon himself is another big question here over the next few days that people are asking. That will be a fun one. That will be a fun one. New York City is also going to terminate their contracts with Donald Trump after the Capitol insurrection. Um, Every one of these guys is just going to get sued because Trump is going to come back and say, OK, you decided you're just going to cancel all these contracts because you think I made a speech that you didn't like. Sorry, that's not how contracts work. And he's going to sue every single one of these companies canceling this. That's, uh, that's your next year or so in Donald Trump world. And Amazon is slamming Parler in court. Um, and they are saying uh, that it was actually Parler that broke the rules, not Amazon. This is going to be another messy, messy fight. I mean, one of the guys, uh, we talked to Dan Bongino on the radio show today. Might be worth going back, checking that out. Pretty good interview with uh, him and Glenn. But also, in addition to that, uh, the, the Parler CEO is like, I don't know if we're ever coming back. You know, I I mean, everybody, every single company we're doing business with is just canceling. We are entering a weird period here, and uh, some of this is going to come up in Glenn's show tonight. And you should should make sure you hang around for that, because uh, talking about the concept of essentially this country running in a series of private companies cracking down and enforcing rules instead of passing laws, all these private companies just enforce uh, their ability to not do business with people and kind of pass these sort of shadow laws. its Not a good development. Uh, and the only way really to solve it is the free market uh, and, and companies being aware of this. And people who have the means, the, the Elon Musk of the world, the Peter Thiel's of the world, the Donald Trump's of the world, figuring out ways around these things uh, in the private sector. We'll see how much of that uh, comes uh, and develops here in the next few weeks, because this is going to be this isn't over. Everything that's happened in the last couple of weeks is going to continue uh, to uh, pay its dividends in the next few months and years. And there's got a lot of crazy times to come. So get stocked up with alcohol. Back in a second. So our favorite uh, climate activist Greta Thunberg is back in the news. She uh, has it going to she's going to be on a, a, a stamp, a Swedish stamp. Pretty exciting stuff, um, I guess, because uh, this is the ultimate honor, um, especially for someone who is really worried about climate change. Uh, oh, do we have an, this is the preview? It's not actually being released yet. We got a preview of the stamp. Pretty sure it says Little Miss Scowls a lot. That's not 100% confirmed, but uh, there's, a, there's a little picture of it. Anyway, uh, it's interesting. You, do you want a stamp uh, if you're a climate activist? First of all, you're cutting down trees for the paper, probably. You got uh, all this production that goes on. And then, I mean, all of these all this mail needs to be transported around the country and around the world. Why would you want a stamp made of you if you're a climate activist? That makes no sense at all. Of course, that's the general speed of the Greta news every single time we do it. Uh, Tom Hanks is going to host... The uh, this hurts me to tell you, Tom Hanks is going to host the Biden-Harris inaugural TV special celebrating America. Justin Timberlake will be there. Bon Jovi will be there. Demi Lovato will be there. Isn't Demi Lovato the one who's like targeting a town in Texas and just like putting on a blast a bunch of moms who are asking about the education uh, system in their town. I I don't even understand these celebrities anymore. Uh, It's a 90-minute event, celebrating, uh, I was going to say celebrating because it's kind of what it is, but it's celebrating America, Um, and it gives you a bunch of, uh, you know, celebrities, and they're going to do their own thing, and you're going to hear the same nonsense about coming together and stuff they don't actually believe. They're going to say a lot of things they don't actually believe. You just want, I just want Tom Hanks to never talk about politics. I don't know. He's just that guy. You just We all know he's liberal, but I just don't want him to ever say it. I just want him to just be, just be the, this guy that almost has no opinions. Because I just you want to like him. But uh, I guess we can all like him, and he can be liberal, and we can live with it. Um, another one here is uh, Nancy Pelosi. She is, everybody loves Nancy. I'm sure you're on this bandwagon as well. Nancy Pelosi. Now, if you happen to have a Nancy Pelosi, do I have one here? Nancy Pelosi, here we go. You want to talk about a collector's item right here? Let me talk about this first before we get to the mug. Here's here's the Nancy Pelosi sucks pen. This is the thing that started it all. OK, uh, in impeachment. I mean, these things should be flying off the shelves right now. Why? Because uh, it's Nancy Pelosi's uh, signature with the word sucks in her little signature font right next to it. Uh, and it's Nancy Pelosi sucks. And this is a replica of the pen she actually used to sign the impeachment. Well, we had another impeachment today. These things should be flying off the shelves. You know why they're not? Because we've run out of pens. We can't find any of these freaking pens anywhere in the world. We've tried over and over again. We're going to have to soon pick up. We're going to have to soon just get different kind of similar ones. Maybe it's going to be a version number two because these pens are a big seller. People love them. I will say what people also love, though, are the freaking Nancy Pelosi sucks mugs. I can see these numbers. I see when they're selling Nancy Pelosi sucks mugs. Pretty freaking awesome. Look how classy that looks. If you just go to NancyPelosiSucksPen.com or StuDoesNerf.com, you can get all the stuff uh, that we talk about on the program. And it's been so fun to see people like Janice Dean and and and, and others uh, in the social media feeds uh, with all the stuff. It makes me laugh every time I see it. I, I have to. I, I still haven't seen anyone though. I've always wanted a, a couple with these two things. Except, if you picture the T-shirt version, and it just said, one says Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo was awful, and Chris Cuomo was worse. And I want them to be standing next to each other, like walking down the street. I, one of you guys—if you guys have that—take a picture, send it in. We'll throw it on the uh, on the air. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, StuDoesMerch.com is the place to go for that. Um, she is uh, invoking Abraham Lincoln, JFK, and the Bible uh, in her uh, efforts to treat, uh, to go after uh, President Trump. Uh, you know. For a person who is constantly and they've done this forever, criticize Republicans for talking too much about religion. There's no politician on Earth who talks more about religion than Nancy Pelosi. The other thing that she does is she doesn't mean uh, seemingly any of it. I I don't know if she's not familiar with what the church is teaching, but she doesn't seem to be all that connected to it. But she does talk about it all the time, which would make you feel much, much better about the situation. All right. um, Let me uh, take a quick break. Come back on the other side. We have a fantastic story about something. Now, This is something you're going to want to buy, but it's not something I'm selling. I'm not going to be selling you anything, but it's something you're going to want to buy. I might spend my life savings uh, in effort to get this. We'll show it to you next. And four, three, two, one. Congratulations. You've stuck around to the last segment of the show, and that means you are part of the Cool Kids Club. We appreciate you sticking around. If you stuck around this long, why not just click the like button? It's all of us sticking together, clicking the like button in the last segment of the show that makes this show possible and spreads it around to everybody. So we do appreciate when you do that. Uh, StuDoesAmerica.com for all the social links and uh, where to follow. And of course, you can subscribe at BlazeTV.com slash Stu, promo code Stu, 30 bucks off your subscription. Uh, Here's the thing you're going to want to buy. Okay. You know, these Keurig machines that they sell coffee, You get to make your coffee in the little pods. You stick it in there. Environmentalists like Greta complain because there's too much waste for each cup of coffee and whatever. It looks more convenient. I'm not a big coffee drinker, but like that's, that looks a lot more convenient. My wife drinks these things all the time. But what if you could make one of those for ice cream? Like, imagine having pods with all the different flavors. Stick one in the stupid gearing machine, press the button, it spits out actual ice cream. This is a thing, America. Freaking capitalism. It's always there for you. Are you there for it? Capitalism has provided a new product, it's coming out soon called the Cold Snap. looks like a Keurig, gives you soft serve ice cream. It's one of the uh, products at the uh, CES show, which I guess is still going on, even though you're not allowed to go outside anymore. Um, The price is, uh, someone said to me before the show, you know, I paid like 300 bucks for that. Here's the problem, cost $1,000. So it's pretty expensive right now, though they do think eventually they'll get the price down to like 500 bucks, which is still pretty expensive. But again, ice cream on demand, any flavor you want, press a button, it comes out, I'm in. I would spend up to a quarter billion dollars for one of these machines. Now, not more than a quarter billion. I think that would be a little excessive, but to have ice cream in my house whenever I wanted, 240, 250 million dollars I think is appropriate.